This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. On today's episode, we have one of our regulars, <laughs> Letitia Carr, is back on the episode. We ain't got to go into her history and bio and all that. She done been on here 50 million times already, gonna probably be on here 50 million times again. So, Tish, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again. Hi, everybody. <laughs> At this point, I feel like it's just expected. Like at some point we're going to see Tish again, no matter what's going on in the blessed and boss the world. Every once in a while I just pop up. Y'all should know me by now. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to have her on here, you guys, because I did an episode in February. This is Erin during my maternity leave. So I have no clue when y'all going to listen to this. I haven't scheduled it yet, but I did an episode not too long ago in February. And so the title was called How to Accept God's Timing Over Your Own. And I was talking about how I had like this revelation, so to speak, where it was like the thing that keeps a lot of us from being able to truly keep on pace with God's timing for our life, for our businesses, for whatever, is because of instant gratification. And instant gratification is that fleshly desire to get something now. And it's something that we have to constantly keep in check because it fuels our anxiety and our lack of contentment with what God is doing in our life, as opposed to being productive. You know what I mean? So I wanted to have you on here because you're our resident psychology person, our resident expert, as far as mental health goes, as far as well-being goes and all of that. And when I did that episode, I spoke about it more so from a faith perspective and how you can deny your flesh in order to stay in alignment with God. But I want to have the conversation with you so that we could also make it very, very practical for people. So can you tell us based off of your research, education, what instant gratification is? 
Yeah. So instant gratification, this is not like the scientific definition, but instant gratification is the thing that happens when you want results right now in the moment, right? So we as a generation, millennial generation and the generation after us are very used to instant gratification. People always use the analogy of the microwave over the oven, right? So we grew up in an era where the microwave was very prevalent in our lives. Not to say everybody's life, but in a lot of our lives, we're so used to being able to pop something in the microwave for 30 seconds, a minute, a minute and a half, and it's done and we can eat it. Versus people who grew up in an era where there was no microwave, you had to use the oven, you had to really cook a meal that was actually probably healthier for you than whatever you popped in the microwave. That is kind of how I would describe the difference between instant gratification and really long-term things that are better for you, right? So instant gratification is microwavable and we are doing things so fast that we want results immediately. We don't want to wait longer than 30 seconds to a minute to get something. We want the happiness and satisfaction in that very moment instead of waiting a little bit longer and maybe using the same analogy, putting something in the oven that's going to take you maybe an hour, hour and a half to really sit and eat and enjoy and actually it's going to probably be healthier for you. We rather just do the thing that's quick and to the point and that really long term probably isn't good for us at all. So that's how I would really describe instant gratification. Y'all know by now, if you listen to any episodes, I always have an analogy for something. So that's my analogy for instant gratification. Yeah. And instant gratification, I think, works against us so much, especially in entrepreneurship, because when you play the long game, you're able to strategically plan what it is that you want to do and allow that to like govern your current activity. So for example, when I was still in my nine to five, I worked with all of the executives. So I worked with the partners, all the people who were the bosses that made the company run. And so I sat in a lot of these meetings and the company was a very successful company. And what I realized is that Every decision that the company made went back to what the strategic plan was. There was this plan that they created, which was a five-year strategic plan for the company. So whenever something new came up, it was, how does this relate to our strategic plan? If it doesn't, we're not doing it. If it does, then we could further discuss it. And I think that's something that a lot of us as entrepreneurs don't really prioritize. A lot of us are just grinding, really, to secure the next bag, the small bag, the big bag, any bag, that we're not really having a set strategic plan or place that we're going that allows us to govern our decisions now. And so because we don't have that, the instant gratification comes in again and just makes us impatient about the things that we're working towards. But can you talk actually a little bit about how instant gratification works against us then as far as like the day-to-day and business goes? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I get excited about this kind of stuff. Me and you have these conversations probably every time that we talk. Um, Right. (laughs) But I think for me, and I'm going to go back to the analogy for a minute of the microwave versus the oven. When you put something in the microwave, it's usually something that is already pre-made that you just need to heat up. You don't necessarily know what the ingredients are. You don't necessarily know whether it's good for you or not probably didn't read the ingredients list, et cetera, right? And so you don't really know what's in that. Whatever you're getting instantly in that moment, you don't really know what's in that versus the person who takes the time to cook a meal 
you're using fresh ingredients. You're taking the time to really plan out your meal. You have to do the recipe correctly. You have to have the ingredients. You have to know what the ingredients are that you're putting into whatever meal you're creating, right? And so when you take the time to do that, you really have a better understanding of what you're eating versus what you're popping into the microwave, right? And so for your example, Tatum, like what you're saying, when you have that strategic plan and when you have the long-term plan and you have an understanding of the long-term, it's the same as sitting to prepare a recipe and planning a meal and planning out what you're going to have for dinner, right? And so in the long run, you're really going to probably be healthier physically when you cook a meal, right? Because you know what you're putting into it usually, right? And just like in your business, when you know what you're putting into your business and into your life, not just your business, but into your life, into your lifestyle, into your family, into all the things that you have going on and you focus on the long term, you know what's going into that. You know what process it takes to get there. You may know that's going to take you a little longer to get there. At least you know what's going into it. If the instant gratification is not sustainable, it's not something that you can keep up with. Like you're going to always have to go back to the microwave and pop something into it every single time, right? Versus cooking something that could last you a little bit longer. And so again, the reason I like analogies because it gives you an opportunity to see it from a different perspective outside of business, but in business and in your life in general, you really want to know what you are putting into it. You really want to understand the ingredients that are necessary for it. You really want to understand the process because you can duplicate a process that you understand, right? You can duplicate that. You can remake the plans that you have and make it sustainable for five to 10 years versus whatever you're doing in a hustle mentality. You can't necessarily duplicate that. You can't duplicate the intensity. You can't duplicate the energy your customers have. You can't duplicate any of that. So when you have a strategy and a plan for the long term and you think more long term, you're also thinking about how can I duplicate this in the future? So I think that being really aware of that is important and being being cognizant of that that feature of long term planning is important because otherwise you don't really know how to sustain yourself. You don't really know, you know where your next contract is coming from. You don't know where your next set of funds, I don't know how else to say it, your next income stream is coming from if you're not planning long-term. Yeah, that's really good. And that's one of the things that God has really been pushing with me or that he showed me really in December about this year is that this year for me, I had to move from being the entrepreneur that was on the grind to truly being an executive that strategically planned and followed through on things. And so what was interesting is I was never taught that. I mean, I was taught it in business school, but I'm talking about like, you don't see a lot of that as far as like social media is concerned. When you see people's success stories is all about the hustle, how they hustled to get there, how they got no sleep, how they did everything. Shoot, Tyler Perry's still talking about how he do everything. And we're looking at that like, oh, that's what I have to do to be successful. And I personally just don't believe that that's true. You know, one thing that BJ and I went on our baby moon and around my birthday time in February. And so one of the things that we did was we sat down and was like, okay, where do we see the business? Well, he was asking me, where do you see the business in the next five years, in the next 10 years? And he broke down different things like employees. What does the culture look like? 
What does your products and services look like? What does your schedule look like? What does your personal life look like? And we just sat down and wrote all of those things down, but that allowed us to set the vision to come back to the table then and say, okay, this is where we said we're going to be in five years. And again, this is that strategic plan that's going to now govern what we're able to do. And another thing we talk about a lot is like policies and procedures. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't really take the time to do that in their business. You don't want to be the one that's constantly grinding 24-7. Like you said, that's not sustainable. And so with things like having a strategic plan or having policies and procedures, now you have a documented process that you're able to hand off to somebody that they could do it. So even thinking about me going on maternity leave, now I can have a documented process to hand off to whoever's working or handling the day-to-day to say, hey, this is how this goes. This is how that goes. Like we got a, a show, Jessica's show, season two is going to come out while I'm on maternity leave. But the person that's handling that could easily look at our policies and procedures and see, okay, this is how that works. This is what I have to do. Let me check off all the steps and then we're good to go. So like I said, though, these are the things that I don't believe I really talked about on social media, but so many of us have allowed social media to be such a loud voice in our businesses. So what would you say to that person then who is struggling with the social media game is what we're going to call the short-term instant gratification stuff and really playing the long game? Yeah. And I think you made a good point though, because there is a season for a hustle, right? But you shouldn't be spending your whole career, you know, your whole business career in the season of hustle. And I think that's where people get burnt out and overwhelmed. And, you know, it's just not sustainable, especially, you know, everything going on in the world right now. Like if you don't have a long-term plan, you're really going to be struggling because you can't see what your future looks like. And yes, it's going to shift and change and things have to be agile so that, you know, you can be adaptable to what's going on around you. But the hustle is not sustainable, especially in an economy that's not extremely stable, right? This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com brings all of the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small business sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, or you're just working from home and need to mail stuff out, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7. That's for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere that you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just leave it for your mail carrier, schedule a free package pickup, or drop it in the mailbox. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week free trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLESSED. That's stamps.com, enter code BLESSED. Let's get back to the show. So I think that with the social media game, what people need to do is recognize, one, what's the hustle and what's the long-term plan. Find the people who have a long-term plan. You usually can weed out the people who are hustlers, right? I mean, Tatum, I think you and I have talked about this. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of times. (laughs) Plenty of times, right? You can weed out the people who are hustling 
and again, I'm saying there is a season for the hustle. Everybody goes through a season of hustle. So I'm not shaming anybody for that. But your goal is to move from the hustle to what Tatum, like what she's saying, she's moving from the hustle into the long-term business plan, business owner. You want to be able to find ways to shift into that. So I think first you have to recognize where you are recognize what you're letting in, right? So if you're letting in all the hustlers, if that's what's really on your timeline all the time, you're going to think that's the mentality you need to have. But if you're letting in the people who are business owners, who share their sustainable plans, who share their knowledge and their experiences and what they're going through and things like that, you really do get a better understanding of how to run your business and not just your business. Again, this is not just business, it's your life too, right? So if you're always watching people who are hustling, you need to shift that. That's one thing. So one part of, you know, kind of removing that social media game is shifting who you're paying attention to, shifting to who you are giving space to, even in your virtual space. If you're around, what's the saying? If you are around nine broke people, you'll be the 10th one, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. If you're around nine hustlers, you're going to be the 10th one. So just kind of shifting to paying attention to the people who have you know, that long-term mentality, who have those long-term goals, who aren't afraid of not being the it person right now, but I'd rather be the person who in 10 years has it than the person who has it right now, but it's not sustainable, right? So I'd rather be the person who has the longevity and the clarity to be sustainable. And maybe I'm not the most popular person in 2020. And maybe I'm not the most well-known entrepreneur in 2020, but I am the person who in 2030 is going to have a sustainable business. So switching your mindset is a major part of all of this. And it's not always pretty. It's not always easy. You're not always going to be the shining star, you may feel like you're better at doing something to someone else, but they're getting more attention because they're in hustle mentality. But think about the sustainability and the sustainability of your life and your lifestyle first and foremost, and stop comparing yourself to where other people are. Because in reality, we don't know, you know, people share what they want to share. People show what they want to show. And so we have to stop the comparison game altogether if we're going to be successful in life. And that's something that I'm really passionate about and something that I every day work towards of limiting how I'm comparing myself to people and limiting the social comparisons in this world. So I talk about on my podcast reference points, right? So shifting your reference point. So a reference point is anything that you're looking at that you are either comparing yourself to one way or another, we have to learn to shift our reference points to things that are actually sustainable and not to the things that are not sustainable. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Mental health is so, so important, especially with everything that's going on in the world, getting used to this new normal, and then going to have to, of course, transition into something else as the world changes. It can be very mentally taxing um, to us as individuals. And so our, our mental health is just so important that we really take control of it right now. And we really take an active approach on making sure that we're mentally well. Counseling is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So for me, with my busy schedule, it's sometimes really hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. So I need something that's very, very convenient and something that will easily integrate into my lifestyle. And I find myself sometimes, honestly, not even going to counseling at all because it's not typically offered at that level of convenience that I need. 
But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient, you guys. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. Also, BetterHelp is available worldwide. So no matter where you are on the globe, BetterHelp is available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is totally confidential. And on top of all of that, you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to somebody ASAP, BetterHelp will get you with someone in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. And on top of it being affordable already, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today, you guys? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company with meal plans that include paleo, plant-powered, keto, and balanced living. Green Chef makes cooking super easy with dinner options that work around your lifestyle, not the other way around. Their recipes include pre-made measured sauces, dressings, and spices so that you can get more flavor in less time. One of the things I really love about Green Chef is the fact that they do have these spices and dressings and flavors because I've personally used other meal plan options and they don't really include any spices. You got to kind of doctor up the food to make it taste good and then that's more that you have to think about and that takes away from the convenience. Y'all know I just had a baby, so convenience is everything to me right now. I don't have time to think about what's for dinner and then I have to go to the grocery store. Then I got to prepare every little thing. Like, it's a lot. And so I love with Green Chef that it saves me time, it saves me money, and I'm able to still eat good and prepare good meals for my family. And on top of all of that, with the social distancing we have going on right now, I can get the box delivered right to my doorstep so I don't even have to go to the grocery store and deal with crowds or anything like that. It's just perfect for my lifestyle and for anybody else that's listening. If you have a busy lifestyle, make sure that you check out Green Chef because it's going to save you so much time. Like literally, you will not go back to the way that you prepare meals before. And guess what? As a listener to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, you get a special offer. So use code BLESSED80 to get $80 off your first month plus free shipping on your first box. So go to greenchef.com slash blessed80 to redeem and for more details. So one more time, use code BLESSED80 to get $80 off your first month, you guys, plus on top of that free shipping on your first box. Just go to greenchef.com slash blessed80 to redeem and for more details. Let's get back to the show. Things that are not sustainable usually happen on Instagram. <laughs> I don't have another way to say that. <laughs> Most things that are happening on Instagram are not sustainable because really Instagram is not sustainable, right? In the long run, 10 years from now, we probably won't be using Instagram the way that we're using it now. So just thinking about shifting your mindset, shifting your reference points and shifting to things that are more sustainable and not instant gratification because that is not a sustainable lifestyle. 
Yeah, I like that you said shifting your reference points, because if I think back to, oh my God, and you know, like my hustle peak, I guess you could call it, it was so difficult to get on board. The hardest part about getting on board with God's plan for my life was getting on board with his timing and keeping myself in check as it relates to that, because I'm going to figure out what I need to know. I'm going to invest with whatever I need to invest in. I'm like, my natural nature is to grind and is to hustle. And so when I truly got saved, saved and decided that God was going to lead me in my business, that was very, very hard for me. And my reference points though, were triggers to my inner hustler is what I call it. And so something I really had to do was like you said, change those reference points. So I stopped reading a lot of the business books that talked a lot about the grind or the hustle, or these are the the keys to success. Anything that triggered that inner hustler in me, I had to put it down and I had to feed who it is I was trying to be, which was somebody who was moving on God's pace. So I started reading more books about grace and about God's timing and about prayer and getting to know God in general, reading my Bible, like feeding that who I wanted to be, as opposed to feeding my flesh that's not trying to do what God is calling me to do. And even on social media, like really purging who I follow. Like I'm not following nobody. If any little tingling in me that may, if I was chilling and I saw something on Instagram that made me want to get up and open my computer or get up and work, I had to block it or unfollow or whatever, because it just wasn't working. I think something for those of you guys who are listening, who are trying to move out of that instant gratification or that social media game to truly play the long game and get on track with God's timing. That's something that you really have to do is recognize what's feeding your flesh and get rid of it. And social media is a big thing. Unfollowing people, even now, I think I probably only follow people for the most part that I know in like real life. I want my Instagram to be about like people I know for real and not everybody that's building a brand or everybody that's preaching. Somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, who are your favorite pastors? I don't have one. I open my Bible and I just sit before the Lord. I'm not watching all of these little sermons because they popular. And I don't want anybody else's opinions to shape what it is I'm trying to say either. So it's like multiple reasons behind that. But again, you have to, I really like that you said that. And I hope you guys are writing it down, protect those reference points or change those reference points. So let's talk about patience because I feel like the ingredient that's missing in a lot of us to really allow us to play that long game is patience, right? Because if you tell somebody, oh, well, if you cook this steak, in a microwave for three minutes, you could eat it. But if you cook it in the oven, it's going to take like an hour, hour and a half to eat it. They might be like, well, shoot, just give me the, the steak because I'm hungry. Your That desire to eat so bad makes you take something that's actually not even cooked as well as the thing that took longer to do. So how do we increase practically, how do we increase our patience so that we can counteract that hustler spirit or that instant gratification in us? Okay. I think with patience, the first thing with patience is it takes practice. So you have to learn to be patient, not just in your business, but you have to learn to be patient in your life. You know, if you're a microwave person, then you need to practice patience by doing something different, right? Maybe you need to practice cooking a meal, like putting these things in the practical, tangible ways of practicing patience, right? I am learning to be patient in my life because of 
the things that are happening in my life, God is forcing me to be patient. I'm not choosing to be patient actively on my own. God has been like, I am sick of you not being patient, <laughs> right? So he's really just like, like shut things down that it really forces me to be patient and to look long-term and to look at the long-term game because when I'm in instant gratification mode, I'm not serving the purpose that God has for me. When I'm in instant gratification mode, I'm not in the place that I need to be, that God wants me to be, right? And so one, it takes practice and you don't want to get to a point where God is shutting things down because that is way more uncomfortable than you do it on your own, right? Because you know God is telling you to do it. You know when God tells you to do something and then you don't do it and then he has to force it upon you um, in different ways. That's the worst, right? Like, it's just like, okay, God, I hear you for real. I really do hear you. So really practicing patience is more than just in your business. You have to practice patience throughout your life so that you can get good at it, so that you can get good at being patient and not having instant gratification. That's one thing I would say. And then also gratitude, being grateful for the moment that you're in. Every week on my podcast, I have a moment of gratitude. And whether that's a small thing, like, you know, I'm so grateful that my refrigerator is full <laughs> or it's a mm-hmm. large thing, like I'm so grateful that someone was healed that I've been praying for. You know, I always share something that I'm grateful for. And I do that every day. And the thing about gratitude is it helps you be present to this moment. And when you're present to the moment, you're kind of naturally patient because you're present to what's happening in the here and now. And you're not focused on necessarily rewards and things that are not really important. So being grateful and showing gratitude and practicing gratitude really probably doesn't sound like it would increase your patience, but it really does because it really teaches you to be present in the right now, because you're going to have these long-term goals and you're going to hit bumps in the road and things are going to happen in your life and things are going to happen in the world and shifts are going to happen. And if you practice ways to be grateful, no matter what is going on around you, then it makes getting to that longer term journey so much easier, so much less painful, so much enjoyable for lack of a better way to put it, that when you practice that gratitude and practice praise and practice all of those kind of things, then you are able to enjoy what you have now. And you're not worried about being a millionaire by tomorrow. You can be grateful for being a hundredaire, a thousandaire, a hundred thousandaire, whatever it is that you have right now, you can practice that now so that you can continue to work towards the goal so that you can continue to have something to look forward to. Another thing is having milestones. So you know, you set your long-term goals, you set the things that you're looking forward to, you have your plan, you have the things in place that you want to do, but also having smaller marks of milestones to help you get to that place really helps with patience because it's like you get that moment that you can celebrate and reward yourself on your journey to the long-term goal. So on the journey, say your goal is, I don't know, Tatum, give me something. Give me a... To become self-employed. Okay. Your goal is to become self-employed. Well, that's the bigger picture goal and that's a long-term goal. And maybe you can't do that in six months. Maybe it's going to take you 18 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever it's going to take. But if you build in some short-term goals that you can celebrate on your way there, it will make it so much more bearable. I promise you, it makes it so much more bearable and you will be able to focus on the present moment. So if the long-term goal is becoming self-employed, maybe your first milestone is 
that you start your business. You know, you start your side hustle, you start making money in that. And that's short term goal number one. And you can celebrate that. Give yourself a reward for those kind of things for reaching each milestone. Maybe the next thing that you do is you set up a financial goal of making $25,000 in your business. Okay, you reach that. You start making 50,000. You reach that. 100,000, you reach that. And then you can really have something to look forward to. And that helps with patience because you aren't waiting for the long-term big thing to happen. You are still celebrating the moments up until that point. And I think that's what people struggle with. I think people don't give themselves credit for where they are. They don't give themselves encouragement for where they are. They're not grateful and thankful for where they are right now and what the next step is. And the next step is they want that bigger picture thing right here and right now. And the thing is, when you get to that bigger picture thing right here and right now, you're only going to want more. And if you're chasing a ghost, you're chasing something, you're going to keep always chasing something if that's the mindset that you're living in, if you're living in the short term in the instant gratification, because you're always going to want more. That's how our brains are set up. We get used to things. I I, I talked about this and Tatum, you're going to laugh because you're going to be like, what? But the term is hedonic adaptation, right? And so with that, oh Lord have mercy, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) I'm gonna tell you. Give me a second. So what hedonic adaptation basically is saying is that we, as human beings, we have a tendency to quickly return to kind of a, a relative stable place of happiness, kind of no matter what's going on. So whether something really exciting happens, like you get that you become self-employed. After a while, you just get used to being self-employed, right? And then you're chasing the next thing, right? And after a while, you're just used to being a millionaire. Now you want to be a billionaire, you know, right? Our natural tendency is just to get used to things. So patience is necessary in these kind of things. And really taking the time to savor each moment is important because no matter what, we're kind of just going to get used to whatever the new normal is. If you're used to making $50,000 and your goal is $100,000, you start making $100,000, you're going to start living up to that level of $100,000 and you're just going to get used to it. And then you want to be a millionaire and then you want to be a multimillionaire and then you want to be a billionaire. And it's like, we're never satisfied. So we have to learn and train ourselves to become satisfied because our natural thing to do is just to get used to wherever we are. That's why people who win the lottery aren't any happier a year later because they just got used to having money, you know? So those kind of things are important to understand. So I'll stop my rant. there. But those kind of things are really important to understand about yourselves and being grateful and giving yourself milestones to celebrate and all those kind of things really helps on the path to the long-term journey and helps with patience and being able to look forward to things long-term. Yeah. And I'm glad that you really pointed out that gratitude because I feel like every level that we're at is something to be learned, right? Even the Bible says we go from glory to glory. There's never going to not be a process or a time period to get to whatever the next thing is. And like you said, with whatever word you said, (laughs) we get used to things. (laughs) But I believe the beauty and being grateful, it allows us to be better stewards of where we are. It allows us to focus more on where we are so that we're actually ready for the things that we say that we want. You know, a lot of us need to learn financial literacy right now before you get to being self-employed because you don't have a steady paycheck coming in all the time. So you need to make sure your business processes are working and your marketing is on point and all of these things to where you can sustain your life 
after having a nine to five, but we get so caught up in, oh, I want to be self-employed. It's not easy and it's not for everybody. And don't nobody want to be poor. You know what I mean? So like, it's way better to build a sustainable business model than it is to say, just to be able to say I'm self-employed. Because if you're self-employed without a sustainable business model, you're going to be stressed out 24 seven. And that's just not good for anybody. But I'm glad that you really said being grateful. And what's interesting is you were talking about having those short-term goals and celebrating them. Cause me thinking back to the strategic plan, those are key performance indicators. Yep. So whenever you are setting a strategic plan for your business or a five-year plan, a 10-year plan or whatever it is that you're trying to do, you should have these milestones already written out. You should have, in addition to those milestones, key performance indicators that let you know that you're heading into the right direction. You know, so let's say you want to, hmm, let's say you want to make $100,000. What is then your monthly goal, your monthly benchmark in order to get there? What are the key performance indicators that you see every week in your business that let you know that you're getting to your monthly goal? If you iron those things out, now you have a lot more to celebrate. Or if you're not reaching those KPIs, you can make adjustments, but it allows you to just focus on the long term again and not just get caught up in how we feel. I think we have too many emotion driven people and it really does us a disservice because we're not able to truly live out fully who God created us to be because we're so focused on our emotions, which are deceiving which could be a total lie. Like our emotions just aren't good to go off of. And that's what I believe instant gratification does. It just plays off your emotions and just throws you off and takes you off the track that you're supposed to be on. Absolutely. And I think, you know, to add to that, we don't take enough time to really ask ourselves, why is this our goal, right? And so we're maybe going back to like the comparison game, maybe we only set that goal to be, have $100,000 in our business because we see everybody else setting that as their goal. But why is that your goal? Why is that the magic number, right? And really get into an understanding of why you're even setting the goals that you're setting or really why you are putting yourself in the places that you feel like you have to have instant gratification, right? And really sitting with yourself and asking yourself the question, why do I feel this way? Why do I want this? What will this do for my life? What will this do for my business? What does this mean for the future growth of, where my business is going, all of those kind of things are questions we need to start asking ourselves instead of just setting these arbitrary goals that really don't mean anything if we don't have a why behind it. And so the instant gratification, what it also tricks you into thinking you need something that you don't necessarily need or that that goal makes it seem like that particular goals are more important than they really are. Because in the long run, you really need to have an understanding of your why before you are just set in these arbitrary places of achievement you want to get to. So I just want to throw that in there too, as we're kind of talking about like the background behind all of what is going on when we are making the decisions that we're making. Yeah. So life coach, give us some homework. So everybody's listening. We understand instant gratification. We understand the point of playing the long game and having those KPIs or benchmarks or short-term goals. So what do we do now to take all of this so that moving forward, we are indeed playing the long game and not just continuously feeding into the instant gratification? What are the steps? 
Yeah, definitely. So this is the plan. This is the homework assignment. So what I want you to first do is to write down what your bigger picture goal is. What would your ideal life or business look like, right? And I want you to write that down from a meaningful place. So I want you to start there. So start with what the big picture is. What is the long-term goal? What is the thing that you're trying to achieve? What is your purpose, your goals that God has given you, right? I want you to start there and then I want you to work backwards. I want you to set milestones that help you to get to that point, right? And so I want you to work backwards because I want you to set the bigger picture goal and then say, okay, what would it take to get to that long-term point? And make it realistic, make it, you know, smart goals, right? Make it make it specific, make it measurable, attainable, reasonable, and timely, right? And so set those attainable goals so that you have something to look forward to. And then when you have the bigger picture and you're clear on what that is, I want you to take the time to write out the milestones. And when you're writing out the milestones, I want you to write out how you'll celebrate those milestones or as Tatum says, the KPIs, right? So when you reach that $100,000 mark toward becoming a millionaire, how will you celebrate that? So you have something to look forward to, something to celebrate, something to be encouraged by, because we do need that. There is a level of what our brains need that we do need to feel rewarded in some kind of way, right? So giving yourself both of those things. So giving yourself the bigger picture, giving yourself the milestones, and also giving yourself the rewards that go along with it, because that will help you build a sustainable life and a sustainable business and a sustainable career rather than just kind of hustling and hustling to get that $100,000 mark or hustling to get that millionaire mark, really having an understanding of why you're doing that and then having a plan to do that is really important. So that's the homework, you know, take the time to really do some self-reflection of what you want your business to look like, what you want your life to look like, and really write that out and then write the milestones that it's going to take to get there and give yourself rewards for each of those milestones. So you always have something to look forward to when you get to that bigger picture goal. Yes. Well, there it is, you guys. Do your homework. (laughs) We can actually go ahead and wrap it up there. Thank you so much, Tish, for coming back to the show for the umpteenth time. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yes. All right, you guys, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'll talk to you next week.